Hi my happy enders and now I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to go through all of the sponsors and if anybody does want to sponsor us um, please get a hold of us on either social media or email me at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Um, also if you could like, subscribe, comment on iTunes that would really help us get us up there. Um, so our sponsors right now are Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron is an amazing service where they actually go grocery shopping for you, send you the recipe and the food. All you have to do is cook and take the credit for it. Blueapron.com I use, I love it. Uh, they're so simple and the recipes are really cool so it almost makes you feel a little fancy. But if you go to blueapron.com slash happy endings, which is B-L-U-E-A-P-R-O-N dot C-O-M slash H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S, you get 30% off your first box. Uh, next we have Famous Smoke Shop. Famous Smoke Shop is a cigar shop, not a, another, well, not those type of smokes, but um, Famous Smoke Shop, it was nice enough to give us two promo codes. So if you use HOT20, which is H-O-T-2-0, you get $20 off your purchase of $145 or more, or HOT10, which is H-O-T-1-0, you get $10 off your purchase of $85 or more. Then we have Handy App. Handy App is an it's such a cool app because it's you can get anything from it. So if you need somebody to clean your pool, clean your house, if you need somebody to patch a wall, help fix something, it's a handyman. It's like the old school guy where you know maybe the milkman will start showing up again too. Um, but Handy App, if you use promo code AppSave30, which is A P P S A V E three zero, you get thirty percent off your first booking. And then Shoe Dazzle. I love shoes. Shoes are my thing. Shoes are my jam. So Shoe Dazzle, what you do is you take a quiz and then they send you a shoe every month. So And you can pause it if you need to, which I don't understand why you'd want to pause getting shoes. But if you use promo code Happy Shoes, which is H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-O-E-S, you get $10 off your first, or $10, your first box will be $10. Like how cool is that? And then Dollar Days, Dollar Days is a bulk website. I really, really suggest you go look at this website because you're going to find stuff you didn't know you needed. And you can get shampoo, conditioner, you can just get bulk stuff. It is amazing. And if you go to dollardays.com and use promo code HAPPYENDINGS20, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-2-0, you get $20 off a purchase of $200 or more. Or Happy Ending Ship, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-S-H-I-P, you get a flat fee of shipping for $9.95. Now, these episodes, I'm actually, I've had these recorded for quite some time. These are open micers and friends and people who are really about to break into the business that helped me start this podcast. So these questions, the interviews are pretty shaky. There's sometimes I don't really know what to do. This is me growing in to the podcast and I feel like the podcast is still growing so these are really fun episodes or I mean like I try to make all my episodes very organic but I hope you enjoy these and you can always contact us on social media email gmail doc joys happy endings at gmail.com and I hope you enjoy Okay. But it's all cool. It was just a stupid, like, flat earth debate. Oh, shit. <laughs> you and Mr. Pizza. All right. <laughs> See, where is my disclaimer? <coughs> Do you want me to bring your water up? Oh. All right. I think that's better. All right. So, uh, uh. the views and opinions are not those of this establishment. Also, this establishment, including me, assumes, assumes no responsibility or liability for any loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of the massage or this establishment. All right. That part is done.
Martin. Right, and on the table today, I have Darren Chase. Hello. And he has a super scratchy voice. Yay. So this is going oh. to sound super ridiculously sexual. <laughs> <laughs> He's just using yeah. his sexy voice today. Let's see. So, when have you ever had a massage before? I have. I've done like those ball chair things, like the people that have those booths set up, you know? Uh huh. And like, I've done a couple of actual, like, um, official massages, like uh, therapy type places. But see, I refuse to go to those mall places because one time I was walking by and this guy was just like double knuckle deep in his nose. Uh, and I was like, yeah, no, you're not fucking touching me. Yeah, I'll walk by and like get a read on the booth. But Now, how are you with pressure? Do you like pressure? Like, Oh, yeah, you can go hard. Okay, and you can't hurt my feelings. Like, I've been doing this way too long, so if there's something you don't like or you want more of, just tell me. I'm pretty easy going. Okay. Any place specifically you want me to get to besides these like rock shoulders that you've got going on? <laughs> um, that's probably the upper back here. Yes, probably the most. I used to get a pinched nerve up there for a while. Slept in my car for a while. My back was jacked. I remember that. It was like a Chevy Cruze, wasn't it? Yep. Damn. Are you so? Do you still have the Cruze? Oh yeah. But you're you're with roommates now. Yeah, I live in a loft and a wooden floor, so it's still probably not good in the back. But also, I used to be a pro wrestler. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really hear it the back. I remember that because, let's see, when we were doing Vincenzo's, you had like a whole, it was before Trump was president. <laughs> like you had a whole bit about that. Oh, I still do. God, that was a long time ago. That was a fun place to do it. Where was that at? Vincenzo's in Newhall, that pizza place with oh, Amanda yeah. Jane. Yep. I've actually had her on the podcast, but my computer crashed, so I lost that episode. So that was fun. How long have you been doing this? Um, I think you're, let's see. I have eight recorded, but I've had like three more, so like 11, but eight that I have saved. I actually ended up having to go buy a new computer because I lost three episodes. It just kept fucking crashing and crashing. I was like, please stop doing that. So it had, thankfully, like I've had all the episodes now, so it's pretty cool, but it's kind of terrifying. Like I recorded on three different things now because I'm ridiculously paranoid. Yeah, you need that external hard drive and all that. Mm-hmm. I even, like, do the backup on my phone. I mean, it's not going to be the best quality, but at least I have it. So, because, yeah, I lost some pretty cool ones. It kind of sucked, but thankfully they are all said that they would come back. So, I actually had Mike B. Lawson on the show on Sunday. Yeah, he does the uh, um, social media for Comedy Chow. Yes, he does. He was super awesome. I don't know. It's funny though because he was like do i do i venmo you and i'm like no you're on the podcast that's what i wanted i feel really weird i'm like i feel really weird that you want to give me money like stop <laughs> i mean it is a nice service to provide right but this is when i started like <coughs> wanting to do comedy i said and i've said it before i think i've said it on this podcast my first netflix special is going to be me with a massage table pulling fucking people out of the audience well not fucking people um pulling people out of the <laughs> The audience and just totally doing crowd work on them while I work on them. That's an original idea. Yeah, I mean, I figured like this is what I do. I'm not as awkward when I'm massaging people because I mean, I've been doing this 11 years, so this is kind of my thing. So, like, just talking one on one to people, I get super awkward. <laughs> But first, I'm way more comfortable when you guys are naked and I'm rubbing lotion on you, so. <laughs> 
That's kind of where it is. Now, how long were you doing wrestling? Um, excuse me, yeah. on and off since I was 17, 16 or 17. Um, I still would do it today if I had a match. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not as in shape, but I would do it. Now, did you have, like, like the signature move? Yeah, I called it the cut to the chase. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And did you, like, don't they give you, or you have to come up with, like, a complete backstory? Yeah, it depends. Depends on the promotion. Like, I was just kind of the jobber guy that would lose and no real backstory other than I said I was from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. And, like, that was it. Just because it was, like, I'm from Minnesota. Soda and I didn't want you to be local so you just pick a place and I wanted to pick a place that wasn't like an obvious fake thing like you're not from New York City you know right like I could have been from Dayton they didn't know you know it's like they're just one of those Midwest towns that they were like oh yeah okay yeah that makes sense so I gave that like away thing but you know then I moved around and not many places where I claim would Okay, that's great. So, how, like, you 17, did you, like, do you have matches, like, a lot of matches under your belt? Um, yes and no. The one company I wrestled for a bunch, none of it's, like, there's no, like, recordings that I have uh, access to. Okay. But, like, there's a few on YouTube that I've done recently, but, um, yeah, I've done, I did, like, a few years of training, not nearly as much as people that, like, I don't really claim being a pro wrestler like like a lot of people do you know like it was just something I did but it you know it's a lifestyle for some people that I couldn't I couldn't do that lifestyle right I just actually watched that documentary on um, Andre the Giant oh yeah that was good that was fucking good he was huge uh-huh. And then, because my brain doesn't work like a normal person's brain, I like kept Googling because I wanted to see if his penis matched his hands. And I could not find a picture of Andre the Giant's penis, and it kind of made me sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the uh, the option of getting a picture of him naked was pretty harder back in the day. Right? But he has a daughter. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hogan alluded to that in the, in the doc, he, uh, or I think it was Flair, alluded to the fact that, you know, Andre was good with the women because he had big hands and big feet, and he kind of winked at the camera, so. That's kind of when I was like, I need to Google this. <laughs> and my Google's like, okay, whose dick are we looking for today? Like, this is nothing new with joy. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see it, but it kind of made me sad. But he did have huge hands and huge feet. And how sad would that be if he had, like, this teeny tiny weenie? Uh-huh. You know, it'd make it look even smaller in his humongous hands. Like, that would be... That would be sad. I'm not a guy, but that would be sad. Yeah, if it was just completely disproportionate. Right? Like the penis of a two-year-old. I'm like, fuck. That's not how this is supposed to be. But that was really good. In fact, my middle son ended up watching it with us. He's like, that's sad. The way he just like passed away. Yeah. Hard life. Feeling that big. Yes. So what got you into comedy? Um, I mean, I always had a love for it. It's just the last true form of free speech that you can really just be yourself, not have a boss, and speak your mind on things. At the same time, get people to like not worry about stuff for a while. Try to like take away a little bit of that, you know, mental pressure. Yes. But, you know, I feel like there's a lot of comedians out there just putting more of that on people. And, like, I don't agree with a lot of the political stuff that people want to talk about. So I try to take it into a way that, you know, you wouldn't normally find things funny. Think about things differently and try to have a sense of humor about the situation, you know. Yeah, I try, well, obviously in here, too, like... I try and keep everything light and fuzzy because the more stressed you get or if people start talking about stuff that makes them tense, it's just going to make my job a lot harder. So I try and keep it all nice and fluffy in here. Um, I actually had a show at Flappers Wednesday and <laughs> did not realize it was a political show. Mm-hmm. 
until after about the third person. I was like, oh, fuck me, there's a theme. And I went over to the MC and I'm like, is this politics? And I, one lady like dressed up like Melania Trump. That's funny. And I'm like, I'm so screwed. And I just got up on stage and I'm like, hey, um, had no idea. <laughs> and I did my only political joke I had, which is, I think Trump's penis looks like a Cheeto and you know not the puff the pretty puff one like the crunchy deformed one and that's kind of what I did I was like yeah that's my stance on politics guys is I want to know like I guess I haven't I didn't realize how big I am on dicks until I start talking about that's bad yeah I have kids so yeah I'm that mom mom that all the kids are going to be embarrassed of like shit uh, I your dick right three of them I have three boys they're going to be like not gonna bring any of my friends over because my mom's like I'm gonna be in an old folks home by the time I'm 40. You're just gonna be like, hey, she's crazy. Just <laughs> let's ship her. Let's get rid of her. Now you said you did the comedy store last night. Yeah, belly room. Nice. That was fun. Good crowd. What show was it for? <coughs> for Michael Q. Okay. Yeah, his comedy madness. Okay. I don't think I've done that one. I didn't go. I felt bad. I didn't go up to the belly room last night, and it was Don's birthday. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel was there. Yes, oh my. So, oh, I don't want to throw out, well, no, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. But one of the new security guards was standing there, and Jimmy Kimmel and Guillermo were walking in the back parking lot. Mm -hmm. And he's like, excuse me, excuse me, I need you guys to go to the front. <laughs> and I grabbed him, and I'm like, dude, that's, that's Jimmy Kimmel. And then another door guy kind of grabbed him, and he's like, no, 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 it, it's fine. Like, <laughs> let him go. I was like, oh shit. And then you could just tell he was like, oh, oh. And we're like, yeah, we were all kind of looking at him like, yeah, look, look before you yell. <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty recognizable guy. Kimmel. Yeah. <coughs> T.I. was there last night too. Yeah. And the rapper, yeah. <clears throat> he came in through the front. But yeah, it was a, it's a fun place to be. It's my favorite place in the whole wide world. Like, I have a dog named Mitzi. Yeah. I have another dog named Farley. <laughs> I run deep, and I'm that ridiculous person who like knows all the comedy store history, except for what you told me that night about the belly room. Yeah, that's from Jeff Scott's video. I fucking love Jeff. I'm actually, he said he's going to come on the podcast. Nice. And I cannot wait, because that man has so much history in his brain. I kind of just want to split his head open and just eat that brain. Like, it makes me sad that Mitzi's gone because there's so many stories that are lost now. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good and bad because of her health, but at the same time, it, it really kind of changes the, the feel. To yes, point. it does. But, like, Justin Martindale was telling me that, like, two nights after she passed away, at, like, 3, 4 in the morning, the cops came because the security alarm at the comedy store went off. Yeah, I heard someone say they think it was uh, maybe Boone. But Boone says it wasn't him, that was Mitzi. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know. But um, it was the top, the door for the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really believe in ghosts, but I'm like, fuck that. If anybody's going to come back from death, it's going to be Mitzi Shore. I, uh, I've heard so many things from people that, from people at the comedy store, people at oh, the uh, recording studio called The Alley, um, and then my friend up in Seattle. There's the craziest of stories in terms of like, and I've heard stuff at the comedy store. I heard what sounded like children playing up in the men's room bathroom of the belly room. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, this was like a couple of years back before a lot of the construction went down. And it was like a weird, like it didn't sound like adults or, you know. Uh-huh. It was really kind of weird. But who knows? You know, could have been anything, I guess. Right. I mean, with the earth being flat and everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, just pizza. <laughs> No, but um, I listen to the Comedy Store podcast, obviously, because when I get obsessed with something, I just immerse myself in it. And um, yeah, they talk. There's a couple of people who have some crazy fucking ghost stories about that place. Like the one with Sam Kinison. Yeah, because he used to be a freaking preacher. And he's like, is anybody here? And they were on the main room stage and it was dark and the spotlight came on. And from what they say, Sam Kinison got up and was walking out of the main room and the spotlight, the light bent and followed him. That's weird. That's, yeah. But there was also shit ton of drugs floating right. around that place. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's got a different energy to it, that's for sure. Yes. Like, you step into, I don't know, like, I feel like you're either going to be like, oh, shit, I belong here, or, eh. Like, you yeah. either feel how special it is, or you just don't get it. <clears throat> yeah, and that's how I gauged who I wanted to talk to in L.A. when I first moved here. If they didn't go to the comedy store or purposely avoided it, I was like, oh, all right, well, not my kind of person. That's fucking a fantastic gauge right there. <laughs> I like that. I met a lot of people that were like, no, I stay away from there. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Why would you stay away from the best place? Comedy. Right. But a lot of people, I get it. They don't want to expose themselves to it before they're ready or, you know, like they're intimidated or whatever. But I think it's a great place to learn to sit in the back and just see how just the energies and, and, and the, what it takes to, like, work a crowd at 1 in the morning versus 9 p.m. Exactly. You know, like, really, the, you take that to any other town. And, like, I went back to Seattle my first week after being here, um, where when I first visited L.A. for the first time, I didn't write any new material. But people were like, man, you've been writing. Like, no, I just haven't different energy different attitude now I believe in myself more because I've seen like you know what comedy is and you know what other people are doing and, you know it just gave me reassurance that I was on the right path mm-hmm. but also like how far I had to go yes so well at least for me so much so because even when I was doing those Vincenzo shows, I think like two years ago, I took a, I don't even want to say I took a break. It's just, I was only getting up on stage maybe once every two months. And I was just kind of piddling around with it. And we were always at the comedy store and I watched comedy for, oh, I think almost two years before I even was like, I want to do this. And cause I would just watch them. And a lot of the times I was guessing the punchlines or I was thinking of like different punchlines and I'm going, well, I could fuck it. Because I knew I could write. I just didn't know if I could perform. And as of right now, I'm not the greatest performer, but I can write. <laughs> yeah, that, that takes time, you know. Yes. And I <coughs> do not have the confidence yet. <laughs> I mean, I still fucking get nervous. If there's two people in the crowd and it's freaking flappers at midnight, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. I'm less nervous if there's a crowd. But that's like sometimes if the person before people are really crushing, it's like, can I keep up this energy? Can I, you know, maintain? And that's. But I used to, I used to puke before I went on stage. Really? Yeah, my first year I'd throw up sometimes a dry heave as I was walking to the stage. And, oh shit! Yeah, I don't like public speaking. As a pro wrestler, I never did promos. I just wrestled and did the stunt element of it. See that? See, I'm the opposite. Like I did the speech at the high school graduation in front of thousands of people, and I took public speaking and I fucking loved it and anytime there was a microphone I was like oh I'll say something inside that magic talking stick but the performance wise is still 
like and I'm still trying to learn who I want to be on stage right. like I'm having trouble bringing my real life to stage and that's what I'm working on right now is writing real true shit instead of like my observation shit that I just come up with all day long I mean it's a perfect blend of all of that though he's gonna find your voice you know yes which ironically right now I don't have I was just gonna say we've got to find your voice first yeah. <laughs> you obviously lost it somewhere man <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just yesterday, I woke up, no voice. That's crazy. But you know, it kind of makes sense because we are going, I'm going to go biology nerd for a little bit for a second. We are turning into spring and we're going from hot to cold to hot to cold. So you're going to have your like post-nasal drip and your allergies and your pollen. Yeah. And so, I mean, so many things could have just irritated that soft tissue in there. Yeah, a couple, couple months ago I was sick and I think it was just so freshly healed that it was like, yeah. The weather, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. And I mean, staying up so late and you're touching that microphone with knows what is on it. And it's just, it's a rough life. Like, Passing bowls around with everybody. Oh, smoking see. random weed. <laughs> see, I don't. See, I've been told also that I'm just not going to make it in comedy because I've never done drugs. Oh, uh, that's Brody Stevens joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, uh, 85% of the people at the comedy store smoke weed. The other 15, not funny. Not funny. He told that it was funny because I heard that joke for the first time when I had just decided. I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. And then I heard that joke and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> and then now it seems like a lot of the open micers are just like, oh, mama joy. And I'm like, ah, you're in your 20s. I really can't be your mom. Uh. <laughs> I would have been super fucking young. <laughs> but yeah, I also, I collect people. So I've been doing that a lot at open mic. But I just started doing open mics in January. That It was my New Year's resolution. I'm like, fuck it. I'm either going to do it or I'm not. Yeah, you got to get up almost every day, if not every day for sure. Which... Still isn't happening because, you know, I've got this. Right. I've got, you know, those little things that call me mom. Yeah. Which is rough, but... And they're assholes. Oh, shit. They're, where are you going? Why are you doing it? You just don't go. And I'm like, ah, I gotta go. And they're like, no, mommy, just stay here. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's not fair. And I can't turn it around on them and be like, no, I'm gonna miss you. Don't go to school. Because then they'd be like, okay. Right. <laughs> so, be nice if I could do open mics, like, while my kids are at school, which is kind of what I do here i just practice new shit on you guys because you're naked and you can't really escape Uh, and if you don't laugh then i'm just gonna stick my elbow in you so that's how i gauge my stuff sometimes it's all it takes right and it was funny because i was talking (laughs) to Ming Chao last night and i don't think he realized how disturbed my mind was and we somehow got in a talk about anal and I was like oh yeah you know he's like I've never done it and I'm like oh well when you do like make sure you ask her what she had for lunch and he looked at me and then he's like oh oh I get it and I'm like yeah this is what I do all day long, and I am so surprised I have people who come back. Like, I'm booked weeks in advance, but I am not professional in the least. I don't know how, why people come back to me. Yeah, it makes people comfortable, you know? Yeah. Like, that's funny that you say we were at the comedy store, and we were talking to Jesus. I, don't, I feel like I'm name-dropping right now. It's weird. And um, I was talking about the podcast, and everybody's like, oh, you know what, that's really cool, because everybody feels comfortable around you, and you know, you're just a safe spot for people, and everybody knows they're not going to judge you, and whatever they tell you, you're going to keep a secret. And then John, out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, babe, you're just really homely. And... <laughs> 
And I looked at him and I'm all, like, I went like Princess Bride and Diego Montoya on him, where I'm like, that word does not mean what you think that word means. Right, yeah, not the, not the choice word. Yeah, and no, he's like, no, like, homely, like, you know, like, you're comfortable. And I'm like, God damn it. First definition of homely is unattractive. Yeah. And it was funny because, like, it split the room because all the guys were like, yeah, Joy, you're homely. And then all the girls are like, why does he keep calling you that? Like, I don't, he needs to stop. Like, we, you know, as women, and we know every synonym for ugly there is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my take on being having people be comfortable around me. So I'm homely, <sighs> like a fucking sofa, <laughs> which is good because that's what most comedians sleep on. So I guess that works. Very true. <laughs> that's either that or you. How long did you live in your car? About uh, two years. Two years. Yeah, probably to be fair, a year and a half with combined times of like when I was in Minnesota for a little bit or the times I had hotels, it was probably a total of a year and a half. Okay. Sleeping in my car and then six months of like hotels or other people's houses. And where would you, like, did you have like a specific parking lot that you liked the most? Yeah, up in Panorama City on uh, Van Nuys and Roscoe. Okay. There was a, a Universal Fitness and a CVS, neither of which are there anymore. But I parked in that parking lot every night. Huh. Never got messed with. It was never an issue. I had both my kids at Panorama City, Kaiser. Yeah. They were both cut out of me. Yeah. Now, did you do like lean the front seat back or were you yeah. a that, yeah. Yep, just curl up in the front seat, get my pillow, and curl up on it. And you'd be like, because I know like Tony Hinchcliffe always talks about you would be up with the sun because. Oh, yeah, you can't sleep past 9 a.m. That's crazy. It was so hot. That sun's hitting you. Sometimes I find a spot that had shade. I could sleep like 11, but I'd have to move my car usually to find the spot. Right. That's crazy. And it's amazing, like, how many comedians I've talked to that are like, yeah, I'm living in my car. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you don't need a reason to go back to a place if you don't have the family. And, like, you don't, you know, it's like the comedy store is my home because that's where I would go to, like, sit down and talk to people. And, like, then when it was time to, you know, wrap it up, I'd go sleep in my car, wake up in the morning and, you know, do my daily errands and shower, hit a mic and back to the store. Did you write a lot? Like, when, like, did you ever, like, end up at, like, a coffee shop or the library and just fucking just write? Um, I don't really write like I probably should. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just think of things and tell myself I'll remember it later. See, I have a hard time with that because a lot of the shit I come up with is in here. Yeah. And I can't be like, hold on, let me write that down. And I don't want to be that crazy weird massage therapist also that records every massage because <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't be illegal or anything yeah. i mean you know it's happening yeah. so but you know being that i work for a chiropractor it would be kind of weird like hey uh, i'm just gonna record every massage and see if i can get something out of it yeah so that's hard like there are times i know for a fact me and the patient have been in here fucking just dying laughing and I'm like oh shit I'm gonna remember that and then I go and I wash my hands and I start making the bed for the next patient I'm all fuck <laughs> what were we talking about yeah, that's the toughest thing, and you gotta hope it comes back to you. Like, I, uh, yeah, a lot of my stuff, it's, I'll think of it, and it's months later until it gets on stage, because I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. There was that. Let me try that. I have that, too, and a lot of that is, like, shit my kids say, because I hate to say it, but my fucking kids are funnier than I am, uh. unintentionally. Like, the shit that comes out of their mouths are, it's hilarious. I'm like, man, you know how hard I try <laughs> to do what you do now? 
naturally. <laughs> and so I do, I'll tell them. I'm like, mommy's stealing that. That's mommy's now. <laughs> Until you're old enough to get on stage, all of your shit I own. Now, did you grow up in like a super funny family or? Um, I was an only child. So okay. I, I grew up watching TV. My, uh, my dad died when I was younger. So like a lot of time to myself watching TV, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, I mean, my, uh, my dad's side of the family, we kind of had the same sense of humor. A little drier, a little like kind of, I don't know how you do explain it, but you know, um, no real like zany family members or anything like that, you know, but you know, just kind of witty and stuff. Do they ever, like, do they support you and watch oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. My, my one aunt has come to almost every show in Minnesota. And I feel bad because I'm like, I do a lot of the same stuff. Uh-huh. You know? That's my problem because I write so much. I don't know. I have that weird writer's brain. I have never done the same set twice. See, that's that's the thing, though. That you, with comedy, you almost have to. I know. To be able to get really, like, get really, really tight material that doesn't feel like you're open micing all the time. I know. I know. That's, that's my problem. And I know it. Like, I know that I need my tight three, I need my tight five, and ten, you know, but I just, I think of something, and I'm like, oh, I want to say this immediately, and I do, because I have no self-control. Yeah. So. I always, like, think, like, with my stories and my family and stuff, I always go, I can't wait till I'm better to tackle that, because I know, like, down the line, my, you know, cadence and fan base will be interested in that kind of stuff, and then I can address it, but until then, I gotta do my random observational okay. stoner humor, and last night's I was like, hey, for stoner humor, you're pretty smart. Nice. I was like, ah, oh, thank you, because I'm not trying to be stoner humor, but it comes across that way. Okay. Because like, I do weed jokes. But. See, and a lot of those go over my head. And I, like, I've never felt as old as I do, except when I'm at open mics, because, you know, they're like, oh, this rapper, and this, and one, I don't listen to rap or country. I am a hard rock metal girl. So a lot of the things they talk about, I'm like, who the fuck are they talking? talking about and I actually will ask my niece because she's my personal trainer and we work out all the time and I'll be like okay who's this what do they do and she has to give me these like information on what these people are doing because I have no idea yeah I'm gonna touch a lot of it like I, t- I joke about coolio <laughs> right an idea how in touch I it's hard I don't know and I did a thing where um recently I had to write five like monologue jokes and you know it's like polit politics, entertainment, sport, a top story, and like a wild card. But you only have like three hours to do it, and it had to be on something that was on the news that day. And that was one of the toughest things I've ever done. And I mean, I I like the jokes that I crafted. Like, I'm like, you know, like, I could use them, but that, I've never scoured the news like yeah. I scoured the news that day. I haven't done any topical stuff like that. Like, I probably should. It's a good exercise. It was, and I actually told the person I didn't, I applied for the job, I didn't get it, but I was like, you know what, that was a really good exercise, and even though I didn't get it, the opportunity that I had, and the fact that I did it, and I could do it, like, I think I'm gonna start doing that, like, maybe not every day, but maybe once a week, just fucking scour the news, and get a politics and entertainment, probably not a sports, because that was the hardest one for me to write, because I don't do sports, and you know, like my top story and my wild card, and just because that's what Argus Hamilton does. Right. And he's, I fucking love him. I want to write his book so bad. 
So, um, yeah, like that was a really crazy exercise and it was super stressful. Like I divorced John at least four times that day. Uh, like, fuck you. I don't love you right now. What do you think of this one? <laughs> so how often do you write? Um, <clears throat> or you just come it, up with things on the fly? Like, yeah, I mean, like I'll insert something new into my act, like maybe once a month or like it really depends on like kind of what I'm working on and, you know, like my conspiracy theory stuff is kind of newer than I'm playing with lately, but like, you know, I, I, I just never really write. I, I thought of a lot of stuff my first couple of years and I've just been tightening it and doing it in different orders and just trying to like kind of showcase what I have. Right. As opposed to like being that person that's like, let me tell my opinion about this today to people that like, you know, that's why I don't do a lot of mics. Like, it's kind of the same crowd. I like to make new people laugh. Yes. The stuff that I know is going to work and, you know, I, I change it, it over time, like gradually changes like an amoeba, but like if I do a longer set or a shorter set like they're, they're the same set you know I'll, I'll do some new stuff like <clears throat> last night i added a new little tag to my i look like joke and it worked well you know okay so it's just kind of like every now and then give a give a new thing a try right but um yeah I, I i really should dive into like my c or d material and pull that back out and just do only sets of just that now that i have my like act that i know works you know right but uh, it's just hard in this town to want to try new stuff or stuff you're not confident in if you're kind of showcasing for people that could really you know get you a good spot i could see that that makes sense now how did you that's kind of why i like the comedy chow is because you know you guys are barking down there and you get those crazy freaking you know people from out of town or out of state and they have no idea what they just walked into or out of the country Uh (laughs) uh-huh and they're fantastic they're just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed like i'm in hollywood i'm gonna see a celebrity (laughs) sometimes they're very jaded and it's fun to try to like get them to laugh if they don't understand english as easily or you know it's a good workout room it is a good workout room it's honestly and i've said this before it's my favorite open mic it's my favorite place on wednesdays it's the best open mic in la yes completely agree now how did you get involved in comedy chow um I think I just started showing up and helping bark. Okay. I mean, because early on, not a lot of people were coming there, and people weren't really helping out. So I'd sit up front and just try to tell people, hey, there's a show happening here. And that turned into, like, kind of more of an organized production. And um, not to, like, toot my own horn on this, but, like, I was telling Stephen for a while he needed uh, advertising in the windows and um, a sign on the stage. So if you took pictures, it would, like, really brand the stage. Uh-huh. So, like, I, he didn't have a name, and I kind of forced him to get a name so I could make a sign and I made that first draft uh, tag board sign okay. that now turned into the logo they have now and which just now opened up to so many changes and improvements to the stage and I feel like it was like that little movement of like okay well now that we have this what else can we do Yes. and now it's turned into like a club because I felt like a club when you have the name behind you uh-huh. and I, I really like take pride in like opening that door but I, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff on Wednesdays lately so I haven't been able to be there but yes I've missed one Wednesday I had the worst migraine ever. It was also the Wednesday after I gave um, a specific person one of one tooth in the middle of their face a ride home. And I was kind of like, ah, I don't want to 
repeat that performance again. Uh, and then the last Wednesday, I was doing that awful political show at Flappers, and I had no idea. I should not have been there. Uh, like, I do mom material, and I do dark shit, and I was, ugh. That's kind of the palate cleanser. <laughs> Just gonna cleanse your palate of politics for a second, and then the real show will keep continuing, and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> So that was, yeah. Now, let's see, where do I want to go? So you guys are also doing like the comedy chow other places now, right? Like you're taking it for Hooters and then I've seen it in like Ventura. Um, yeah, Jeff Fury has been on top of that, bringing it to other places. Like they did a comedy chow, the Ha Ha, the Ventura. And I've heard rumors about maybe Vegas, but. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm not really in that part of the conversation. Okay. But like also, like you said, I just haven't been there. And that's kind of why. Like this Wednesday, even I think I have some else going on like if I can get off set early enough but sometimes I'm held late and it's you know right yeah John's going out to sea on Monday I'm gonna be a fucking single mom for like six or seven days so you guys probably won't see me at all <laughs> and I'll come back like oh my god what's he do he works for the Navy oh, nice. so um, he works on a old destroyer and they you can find it's like all on YouTube and stuff and they just do a lot of whatever they want to do to our active fleet they'll do to this first and to test it out like they'll go out to sea and whatever they put on it they'll test out and then when he's gone it's like he's gone I can't call him at night and be like your fucking kids did this like I <laughs> I'm all on my own and I have no idea when he's coming back until he calls me and he's like oh tugboat picked us up so I have no idea what's gonna happen pray for me that I'm gonna survive <laughs> he went to Portland Oregon for eight months when our youngest was one years old and that was I'm like you know I did not get married to be left by myself like that's the reason I married you is so I could drag you to all of the shit that I decide to do we'll see how this week goes I don't know it's crazy too because the kids are like almost done with school so I mean it's graduations and summer and I don't want to fucking go anymore like just a couple more weeks Uh, I remember those days Right. Like right now, Erin, I'm going to massage her tomorrow and try and induce her into labor because she's like, I'm done. I don't want to be pregnant anymore. I want this baby out of me. I'm like, I remember that day. (laughs) And I'm 12 for 13 for inducing. So we'll see. One baby refused to come out, but every one of the other ones, she they were dilated in labor and had a baby within 24 hours of me massaging them. Yeah. So hopefully that'll work. We'll see. How are you doing? Well, now I think we're going to labor. Oh, you was going to say, are you feeling the contraction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. You're loosening up. Just make sure you drink a ton of water because I don't want you to hate me tomorrow. If you don't drink enough water, you almost get, like, flu-like hangover symptoms. Oh, really? Because you're just releasing so much crap into your body. So by flushing it with water, it, you know, leaves your system so you're not stuck with it. Oh. So here's your little doo-doo-doo. Now, what do you do? Do you just do stand-up, or do you have, like, a job? Like uh, I do uh, background acting, and then I do uh, marketing for a timeshare company. Okay. So, but yeah, that's uh, background would be my primary. Oh, that's right. I knew that. One day I'll get the speaking lines, like my voice. Yeah, you need your voice. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that guy's 
Oh, I'll make it for background. Wouldn't that be awful? Uh, They're like, hey, we want you. We're gonna give you a speaking role, and you're just lost voice. Right? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Somebody stick their hand up my ass and make me a ventriloquist dummy real quick. Is the character a chain smoker? Yeah. <laughs> Is the character an eighty-year-old lady? Because uh, <laughs> I've got that shit down. Listen, sugar. <laughs> I got what you need in Hollywood. <laughs> Follow these rules. <laughs> but the deep voice is awesome. Like, there's, you know, you think of some of these comedians out there and their voice is their act. It's pretty crazy what people trademark and make their act around. Right. I, don't know, I just think it's amazing to watch how everybody's kind of striving to do the same thing, but all of the different avenues they take for it. Yeah, the different viewpoints on things, the mm-hmm. different ways that people get discovered, and you know, it's just a weird, a weird world that really it's it's once you decide what you want to do and you know live life with a grateful attitude, things really start flowing. I agree. Like that's the main thing is like do you live your life as a I have to person or I get to person uh huh and like if you live in I get to things are pretty awesome and you're always looking at things you get to do and you know yes like today I had nothing to do and I could have been like bummed that I didn't book anything or you know like but I was like, like I get to just sit around and do nothing that's what I get to do I need and to take pictures of the pizza and grass <laughs> that was a fun one I tied my phone to a branch <laughs> whatever works the Neanderthal selfie stick right there yeah I uh, tied to a tree and slid under it and uh, I gotta get more creative ideas I'm kind of bored with my ideas but I want to do like a calendar shoot or something oh that would be awesome well that was my idea a while ago and then I posted and I'm not saying they stole the idea but I feel like they were inspired by it but somebody else recently released a calendar that did pretty well made it to Ellen and I'm not you know it was one of those like you know, just one you know happened kind of a thing but I'm like oh, I was gonna do a calendar oh well mm-hmm. I still can you know doesn't stop that but I feel like a pizza calendar would be good. Yeah, it would. I mean, but I, you know, I also completely understand the not saying they stole it, but things happen where you're just... Well, some people are just more ambitious than another, you know, and like... Yes. If, if you're sitting on an idea and someone else wants to run with it, it's like, well, yeah, I, I could have pulled the trigger on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's just, there's so many other avenues to take, and, you know? Right, and then there's also the parallel thinking. And, right. And then, you know, like, I had a case, which, you know, we talked yeah. about it, you know? where it's just they said it on TV first so it's theirs so whatever and that's why I don't do the same set twice uh, <laughs> that's why I do my set all the time and I record it so people are like oh no that's for sure his thing right you know like there's a few jokes that I'm like it would be really easy for someone else to take that and so far luckily you know well see that's why like I tweet it too because you know, yeah there's a record time stamping yeah exactly but um I will say that, that when that happened that completely changed my comedy because that's when I was like all right join you really need to start writing shit about your life you, right. know, you are a massage therapist author married with three kids and it's pretty hard for somebody else to be like oh no I've been massaging for 11 years and you're like have you yeah <laughs> do you really have three boys you know is your wall truly covered in boogers because mine is boogers and semen like that's the new yeah. Home Depot color right there that should be your album title <laughs> that's my life well you broke up pretty good you're moving I don't want you to be sore tomorrow but it feels like I got you <laughs> now 
And like I've been saying, I don't know when this episode's gonna come out because what I wanna do is get a lot and then release some and then start releasing one a week, but I wanna have kind of a yeah, nest kind of day. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so is there any like social media you wanna plug? Um, my website, Darren Chase Comedy, D-A-R-I-N-C-H-A-S-E comedy.com, um, or at Darren Chase on Instagram and all. All that stuff. Nice. And how are you feeling? Feeling great. Nice. All right. See. Come pay joy for massage, people. Right. Please. Please. <laughs> all right. So that is episode I have no idea. I think that's how I'm going to number all of them. <laughs> and I hope you guys are all relaxed and have a good day. All right. That was that episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please like, subscribe, anything, especially on iTunes. I really need to get my iTunes up. Um, Follow me on social media. Email me if you have anything or any suggestions. uh, Joyshappyendings.com and have a great day.